hopefully yeah, I uh, can't hear I can't hear you at all, Icon, so um, let's see. One second. So hopefully, well, I'm going to try and mute him and see what I can do here. Hold on a second. Yeah, there we go. I think we got it. That's okay. better. That's better. Okay, so uh, we'll we'll have our first guest. Uh, we'll be calling in here soon, and uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I actually have uh, my uh, my biggest fan here, Homer. He. Uh, he wanted to be. He wanted to listen to the show tonight, so we got him here. Um, and we know that Granny <laughs> Hoekster loves Homer. And, I do. Uh, you know, Hello, Homer. Hopefully, uh, we're you know we're still hoping all, against all hope that uh, we can get you down here for our wedding because Homer wants to hang out with you. Well, I would love to be able to hang out with Homer. That's for sure. I I keep uh, <laughs> Homer. Quiet, buddy. Quiet. I, I, you know, I keep promising that he's going to get to hang with Granny, and uh, you know, you know what's interesting, Granny, is um, if you remember uh, a guest that we had on a couple weeks ago. Quiet. A guest that we had on a couple weeks ago uh, that uh, was making shirts and stuff for us. So the way I understand it, mm-hmm. the designs are going pretty well. So we should be seeing those roll out in uh, the next week or so. Awesome. Yeah. So there'll be more different Granny Hulkster shirts uh, coming, uh, coming in the future, along with some icon well, shirts. I I can't wait to see them. I I'm really excited about it. I I can't wait to see them. So. Yeah, it'll. Uh, I think it'll. I think it'll be awesome. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the thing is, uh, you know, uh, they make the shirts. They do all the marketing. They do all the selling. And, uh, uh, you know, of course, we, you and I ourselves don't really make any money unless they sell the shirts, but hopefully they will. So we're going to have a link put on our website uh, to uh, so fans can uh, uh, find out where that, uh, how to get onto that and uh, uh, know how to buy our shirts. So that will be, awesome. uh, be awesome. So how was that your week, Granny? Awesome. Uh, you know, does it seem like uh, the week seems to get uh, get here? Monday seems to get here a lot quicker than uh, you know. Usual. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I um, well, you know, I got back from Little Rock last weekend on the seventh, and you know, trying to catch up on stuff. And my son Anthony, he's getting ready to have surgery Thursday on his toe, and so they're doing it outpatient. So. I hope that all goes well for him, and um, just, you know, just, I have been, like, super swamped just with stuff. I mean, I've got a couple of wrestling shows coming up back-to-back um, the next two weekends, and just, uh, just constantly, I, I, I've got to slow down. I've got to slow down some point, some way, somehow, I've got to just, take some time for me and get some stuff taken care of. And I just have not been able to take the time to do it. I thought I was going to have to go to my mom's for a couple of days. She actually had to 
be in the hospital overnight. She's doing okay. I mean, they just had her for observation, but um, so she, I guess, fell about a week ago and was dealing with some pain in her hip and her leg, and I thought I was going to have to make a trip to Kansas, but right now that's kind of on hold, so who knows? I mean, who knows what I got going on, you know, just the never-ending, never-ending thing with me, so... Well, you know, I uh, my father is going to have a, a knee surgery here, uh, double knee surgery uh, in about a month. So I'll be uh, I'll be busy taking care of him. I love taking care of my dad, you know. And so yeah, so uh, it looks like we uh, looks like we'll be uh, family members uh, uh, over the next several uh, weeks here. Sure, sure sounds like it, you know. I mean, I lost my daddy in 2004, and I miss him every day, you know. It's so hard to believe that he's been gone almost 17 years, and, you know, I, I miss him dearly. But, you know, he he had a lot of uh, illnesses, you know. He had congestive heart failure. He was diabetic, and, you know, so... He suffered a lot there towards the very end, and, you know, I just, I miss him, but I know I'm going to see him again one day, so, you know, so, so if you have your parents, listeners out there, fans, you know, love your parents and be respectful to them because, you know, none of us are promised tomorrow, you know, and we have to live for today, and because none of us is promised tomorrow, and if you still have your parents out there, you know, love them, and take good care of them, you know, because that's, they're the only parents that you have. And, you know, I, I don't have a lot of family members left. All my grandparents are gone. All my aunts and uncles are gone. Um, you know, I, I just, I've just got my mom and my son and my husband and my brother and his wife. And I have a few cousins here and there, but mostly all my family members are gone now. So, it's you know it's hard you know so well yeah and uh you know that's uh you know that's one thing you know it's like uh you know we love our family and we miss them and um <clears throat> but uh you know there's one thing i i do want to comment on about that and i i i know it's not my replacing this is not a religious statement but um uh you know how Sometimes, and I don't know if you've experienced or not, uh, but um, you know when uh, you know when you lose a loved one, and you hear someone say, "Well, you know, they're in a better place." Well, you know, I, I've never understood that, and I've never liked that term. It's just, you know, uh, you know, I I'd, I'd rather have them with me than somewhere else. Well, yeah, yeah, and and that's true, and and that's true, but like my daddy, I mean, you know, he suffered for so many years after he had his stroke, and when they found out, you know, he had, um, he'd been having silent heart attacks for seven or eight years after he had his first stroke, you know, I it, it was hard to see my dad, you know, just you know, go away to nothing, I mean, you know, and and uh, it was real hard, and it was hard for my son, because my son and my dad were very, very close. My son was the first grandchild 
And so, you know, we lived with my mom and dad for a while after I got divorced. And when I first moved to Arkansas, we lived with my mom and dad for a while. And, and you know, my, my dad and my son became very, very close. And, you know, he, my son never knew his biological father. And so when David came in our lives and my dad, you know, those were the two father figures that my son looked up to, you know, so I'm very right. thankful for that. So Well, um, well, it looks like our first guest is on, so I'm going to bring him on. We're going to awesome. have some fun, okay, Granny? And we'll talk okay, about let's go. All right. Let's go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the legend himself. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Kenneth. The Frogman, LeBlanc. And yes, this is yours truly, the Frogman LeBlanc. Coming to you with, listen to the attitude with error. You have the host, the icon, the big swing, and yes, Granny Hoster. And how are y'all doing today? Well, we're good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Just hang, hanging you, in chicken, you know. Well, here's how we're going to do this. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, have some fun in this interview. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm originally from Thibodeau, Louisiana. I got into wrestling uh, when I was 35 years old as a joke to start off with. And then I uh, went to uh, UW. It was a U, back then, it was the UWF Training Center in Fort Worth, Texas, and called uh, in Cowtown, Palisade. And then Tom Jones, we had Tom Jones, Iceman King Carson, uh, Hollywood John Tatum, all them, them old guys, and uh, mm-hmm. trained me and all that. And we I trained for eight months. And my first match was against the Great Muda. And it went on for wow. a while, you know. That's awesome. And I mean, the Great Muda, and that match, Great Muda could not speak one word of English. I'm going, oh, my God. What did I get into? <laughs> but I so, mean, so you obviously won the match then because he couldn't understand the three count. Hello. But he had that. Yeah, uh, I got I got baptized. I got baptized with the green stuff. Oh, it, it fit my gimmick perfect. You know, the green and the frog man. You know, is that how you got the nickname, the frog man? No, well, I'll tell you what, I went into business, my, my, I grew up, my, my nickname back home in Thibodeau was the Frog. I mean, I was, everybody called me that since I was a kid, all through school, everybody called me a Frog. So I was working for World Class, and Mark Lawrence, I was getting ready to go to the ring, and he was supposed to say Frog to LeBron, but he said Frogman LeBron, we were doing TV back then, I was doing the TV taping. And after that, he said, when he said Frogman LeBron, I said, well, I'll just go ahead with that instead of changing to go back to Frogs. I just went as Frogman LeBron. Mark, uh, Mark Lorenzo, world class, changed it for me. I mean, he introduced me as the Frogman. I just kept it like that. Wow. So now, uh, in all all these years later, has he uh, asked you for residuals for uh, your name? No, not really. All right, well, that's I mean, good. I, I have no idea where he's at right now. I think he's in Dallas somewhere. <clears throat> well, you know, because, uh, you know, look at uh, look at Dwayne Johnson. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, he had to keep paying the WWE to use The Rock, you know. Right. 
<laughs> but you see, man, the difference is, the difference is, McMahon's so hungry with money. All he's looking for money, he could care less to, uh, care less about the guys or the business. All McMahon is looking for money. Uh, the Frogman will is our guest here. We got about uh, we got about thirty minutes with our buddy here. Uh, we do have a uh, we do have a a caller. Uh, are you willing to t- uh, take a call or two? Go ahead. You know. All right. Uh, oh no, they dropped off. Uh, it was probably yeah, it's probably you know who. So uh, there, 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 I have there a feeling. We 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 we've been having this caller call in occasionally from time to time, and he says very rude remarks to us and our guests, and sometimes he well, even you know, flushes the toilet. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I feel sorry for ignorant, stupid people like that. He got to be one of the uh, brainwash, dumbass, brainwashed socialist Democrats. You know, you got to excuse. I like his, I like his, I like your I like your thought process. So now, in your in your years in the business, um, you know you you saw a lot of changes. Uh, I'm assuming, um, and I don't know if you keep tabs of the current product. Now we uh, we're disappointed with the current product. That's why we don't really talk about it that much. But uh, when you were first breaking in uh, to when you broke into when you retired, what was the main differences that you saw in the business from the beginning to when you retired? Uh, there was a lot of kayfabe, you know, a lot of kayfabe. Nobody was going around telling everybody about the business. Everybody nowadays bring their girlfriends, their kids, their mama and daddy, grandpa, everybody in the dressing room. You know, back then you didn't have no family in the dressing room. It was kayfabe, you know, you, you had respect the business. But these fools, some of them today, I think they can, you know, they can do whatever they want, you know. It's, they don't have respect for the business, you know what I'm saying? It, it's not like it's not like it used to be. The, these young kids today, they just want they just want to say, "Oh, I'm a professional wrestler." Wow, look at me! You know, half these guys that do the backyard wrestling today could not even make it in the business back then. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we do have a caller now. Hopefully, it's a legit caller. If not, uh, I'm going to monitor. But uh, no, no, uh, let, let me ha- hey, let me handle him. I can handle him. All right. Okay. Uh, he'll hang up by the time I finish with him. All right. Uh, 639, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, the Terminator here. Granny, shut the hell up. Mind your own business. You don't know shit about wrestling. Icon, I'm coming for you. Terminator, out from Australia. All right, Bye. Shut up, you fool. You don't have no idea what you're talking about, you ignorant, stupid fool. Well, you're right. He hung up. <laughs> uh, thank you, Frogman. He hung up after you. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so uh, back to uh, uh, back to our regular scheduled interview. Um, so now you know you mentioned uh, you know kayfabe. You know with with the you know back in your back when you were in the business, there was no internet. There was no. I mean, I'm sure there are people no. trading tapes and whatnot, but uh, is kayfabe a, a, a dead thing nowadays, would you say? Or is that just obvious oh, man, question? It, 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 it's, it's, it's no more kayfabe, you know. Back then when we had, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have Facebook, Twitter, 
TikTok and all these other, you know what I'm saying? People just get on Facebook and do an interview without, you know, without even thinking about it, you know what I'm saying? But back then when I got in the business, you didn't have all that. You had maybe beepers, you know what I'm saying? But uh, you didn't have cell phones like they got them today. And uh, like I said, there's no more cafe in the business today. Now, when you uh, when you were wrestling, were you uh, considered uh, were you more of a, a baby face, a heel, or an in between? Or were you a, more of a crowd guy in the different uh, areas you were at? I, I, I did both, but I, I usually worked more uh, more baby face than heel. But I tell you what, when I did work heel, I drew up the crowd though. At many arenas, well, granny, I worked heel. Had to get. Uh, Granny, we got we. It sounds like we got a heel on our hands. We have the Frogman as our guest here. We got twenty five minutes. Go ahead, Granny. What do you got? Go ahead. Well, see, Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. So you know, I I am I am like a big huge fan. I've been threatened to been thrown in the ring a few times by wrestlers. I've been handcuffed to managers. I mean, you know, wrestling shows. Um, I guess one of my questions to you is if you had a chance to do any kind of dream match, who would you want to face and why? Let's see. I already did Stone Cold Steve Austin, so that's out. Did uh, I'll tell you what, I think I'd be the holster. <laughs> That would be awesome. But uh, that would be awesome. You know, hear about Ric Flair. I have respect <clears throat> for both. I'll be really honest with you. I I love to do Dusty Rhodes back then. If he'd be yeah. still around. I mean, that would be awesome. He, I mean, he he Dusty Dusty used to put on a hell of a show. He was a great entertainer. Oh yeah. And I, I think with my with my coon ass ability and me and him, we could put on a hell of a show in a match. I bet you could. I bet you could. And uh, no, that's but, awesome. Uh, with, with 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 that being said, uh, who uh, uh, who who you like to wrestle now? But uh, you know, and you mentioned who your first match was. But uh, who was uh, who was your biggest rival when you were uh, when you were in the business? <clears throat> Should I had a couple of them. Uh, I mean, uh, the Samoans. I wrestled the Samoans many times. Let me see. I'm, I'm trying to think of the names. I had I, I worked a lot of independent also, and uh, I had a couple feuds uh, with him. Uh, the late Ray Evans was one of them. Let's uh, who else? Uh, you caught me off guard. I, I, I don't know. I had a couple feuds on him. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I can't remember all of them. Sorry about that. Well, okay. Well, you know, um, so you know, in your, uh, you know, in your time in the business, is there anything that uh, you wanted to do that uh, you didn't get an opportunity to do? Not really. You know, I did. I held some titles. I held the Deep South Heavyweight Title. I held the uh, Intercontinental Champ uh, Title in uh, some organization in Dallas. So I held. Titus, maybe uh, what was it, Bob White cage matches? Not really, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, maybe uh, 
maybe a ladder chair, a ladder match. I never did that. See how that would have been. Now, uh, you um, you did wrestling world class, correct? Yes. Now, uh, for, so uh, you uh, you wrestled for the Cowboy, right? Yeah. Now, there's been and, uh, you know there's been many uh, there's been many uh, you know some legends about the Cowboy over the years. What was your experience with him? Well, to be honest with you, when I got in with him. Uh, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to change the name and everything. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I didn't really work for him that much. You know. Uh, you know. And uh, you talking about any, Cowboy uh, Bill Watts, right? Right, right. The Cowboy. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't really work for him. When 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 I got <clears> the business, <throat> I went to it was the UWF training center. And then they, and when we got out the tw- training center, we went to Wa. Uh, they changed the name to Wild Wild West, and then we wrestled on the Wild Wild West for a while. And then the Von Erichs took over the Wild Wild West, and we all went to the World Class. Now, uh, well, let me ask you this then. Uh, you know, because you, you know you were in the business for quite a long time, but is there any promoter that you you like to work? Uh, with a lot, and then a uh, a promoter. Now, I'll understand if you don't want to answer this, but is there a promoter that you liked working for, and a promoter that you did not like working for? Oh, you know, I worked for a lot of different. I worked for Buck Roberts. I even worked for Ted Turner and all them. I used to like to work, uh, work with Ted Turner and them, uh, WCW out of Atlanta. I like working with them, and then. Uh, I'm trying to think of a guy. That, I, I forgot his name. He's promoter. He screwed us over our money. I'm trying to think his name. Out Eric Bischoff. No, no. Uh, this was the independent dealer, or a promoter. But uh, I, when I worked for WCW, I was with Terry Taylor, the Steiners, Flair, Lex Luger, and all them. Uh, and, I uh, that's awesome. I wrestled the Steiners in New Orleans. And uh, they did the Stein bust the, the Stein on me, and uh, how we did it real good. Li- huh? How painful was that? It wasn't really. I mean, it, it, I I made it look like I broke my neck, and they carried me out, but uh, it ain't nothing happened to me. Terry Taylor come out there running the man. He was all panicked, thought I broke my neck. I said, "No, man, Terry, I'm fine." You know. Uh, and then he was, you know, uh, I'll tell you, he was booking for WCW. Uh, we have the progress. I guess we have about uh, 19 minutes. You know, uh, you know, I I am a big fan of yours, and you know, I'm I'm sure Appreciate you hear it. that a lot. You know, people say this and that, but you know, here's how big of a fan I am of yours. I remember when you were known as the Cajun Connection. Yeah. And uh, first of all, you see. What we're going to do, I had a guy come with me from Pierre Park. We're going to go as the, the coon-ass militia. But they wouldn't let us use the coon-ass, the word coon-ass as the name. You know what I'm saying? Because he could talk the Cajun French, and I was just going to talk uh, English, you know. But he, he, he uh, something happened. He had to get out the business, and they wouldn't let us use the coon-ass, uh, the word coon-ass. 
I don't know why, but you know. Now, uh, you uh, there, there's a lot of uh, wrestlers that you've had a chance to uh, work with over the years. You know, you you mentioned Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, of course, that was before he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, but right, uh, Steve Williams. Steve Williams. Now, didn't you have a? Uh, weren't you good friends with Paul Bear as well? Oh, me, me, yeah, me and uh, yeah, we were real good friends. He came, he came to the training center. In fact, uh, he he made a comment. We did a show in Thibodeau, and my little brother was over there, and I was wor- uh, working against. The Botswana Beast and uh, George Babusa was his manager, and my brother jumped the uh, guardrail because I was outside the ring, and Babusa was hitting me with a uh, the cane, uh, bamboo stick, whatever you want to call it. And my brother jumped over the barricade, and uh, he comes start charging, and Babusa uh, took the cane and hit him in the arm and broke his elbow. And Paul Bear. Uh, he was man. He had a, he was laughing. He had a great time saying he thought that was a big joke, man. But we got it all real good. <laughs> uh, the Frogman LeBarge is our guest here. We got seventeen minutes now. You know you did uh, you did have some time in the WWE uh, or WWF at the time. Um, no, I never no I never went to the WWF. You never okay, uh, I, but you you mentioned WCW. Um, you had Ted Turner now. Now, how long how long were you with WCW? I worked. See, Agbar, Stan Agbar helped me, got me some shots here and there. You know, I worked independent with them. Whenever they needed somebody to call me up, and Agbar, or Agbar would call me and said, "You want to go work?" And I did about fifty, sixty, maybe a hundred shows for them. Now, uh, well, I got to ask, what, what was it like uh, meeting Ted Turner? I'm sure you met Ted Turner. What was it like? Never saw him. Saw you never him. saw him. Nope. Always oh. got. Always got. Always. It was when I first got the check that he sent me, and uh, back then I was making like fifteen hundred dollars from him, and I saw the check. I said, "Turn, Ted Turner." I said, "Wow, man, I'm actually working for Ted Turner." You know what I'm saying? And uh, but I never did get to see him. You know. Uh, who who was in charge of WCW when you were there? I'm trying to think. I know Terry Taylor was one of the bookers. Uh, was it Eric? I don't remember. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. To be honest with you. I'm trying to think. I know Terry Taylor was one of the bookers. Uh, who else? Kevin Sullivan? Might have been. They had three uh, or four of them, you know. I'm trying to think. That, well, let's see. You know, that's back to- I'm trying to think of who the bookers might have been at the time. You mentioned Terry Taylor, Dusty Rose probably. Uh, I didn't think no Dusty Rose wasn't there when I got there. I got um, there in about uh eight, about eighty nine, ninety, ninety one, somewhere around up in there. So then, uh, at that time, then you you probably would have got to work with uh, Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone. Oh yeah, I, I know Jim Ross real good. Well, I knew him, yeah, and Tony, yeah, I knew all them guys, and then uh, yeah, we did uh. Yeah, I know. I knew him real good. 
You know, you mentioned you know you know you mentioned Terry Taylor. You know, there's been a lot of stuff said about him over the years as well. You know that he wasn't exactly the uh, the greatest guy to get along with. Uh, did you have that I experience? Got along, no, I got along. We got along real good. You know, I mean, you know, I tell you, one guy that I didn't, I didn't get along, and he thought he thought his shit getting started dead was Lex Luger. He come well, in the dressing room. Yeah. He come in the dressing room. He, we tell, I say, "What's up, man?" He look at me like, "What the hell wrong with you, dude?" I just told him I get get bent. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna say what I told him, but you know, you know, we're all in the business together. You know. So. And uh, well, yeah. you know, you mentioned, you, you know, you mentioned eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. I think. Uh, Maybe uh, I don't think Flair was there at that time. I think he went to the WWE at that time, didn't he? I saw Flair. I, I was. I think I was in a match in Shreveport. I, I remember. I remember seeing Flair in the dressing room. I think it was, I had one one uh, deal with him. I remember. I remember seeing him in the dressing room, and I think it was Shreveport, somewhere around there. Shreveport comes to mind. It might not be. You know what I'm saying? A street force comes to my mind, and uh, and all, uh, I'm assuming. Now I, I'm assuming you, you did get to work with Sting. Yeah, we did. I worked Sting in uh, Baton Rouge. They, they got in well, fact they got that uh, video on uh, YouTube. Me and Sting. You know, speak, awesome. speaking of speaking of that. Uh, and we'll let you do this. We got the Frogman. We got we got about that twelve minutes here with the Frogman. Uh, if our fans wanted to, uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing, uh, do you got a Facebook? You got Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch? What do you got? Okay, I got, I got, I got. Uh, you can go to uh, my Facebook page. It's Kenneth Frogman LeBlanc. And I got. Uh, I also got a page called Frogs LeBlanc. And. Uh, I got, I got, I got Twitter, I got Instagram, but don't ask me my name for that because I have no idea. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that savage into it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, right. No, right now, right now, I got, I got, I got my own production company, and I'm working on to get my own television station. And uh, wow, you know, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this out for you. If you ever right. need an extra. If you ever need an extra for anything, uh, I'll come work for you. I'll I'll even hold your bags. I'll go get your coffee. I'll do whatever you Ten want full. me to do. You still can be part of it. Right. And then we're gonna do. Uh, I got my. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm getting uh, getting ready to go on Ruko and Fire TV, Amazon. We got a. Uh, I got my own, working on my own television station. We got some shows cooking up and everything. We get we should come on what? in May. Sometime in May or June. Would you uh, would you uh, be willing to give us a little preview about uh, what the shows are about? Okay, I got I got I got I'm gonna do uh, one show. One of them I got a, one of them's gonna be you in the hot seat with the frog man. What we're gonna do is uh, I'm gonna call like anybody you know wrestlers, politicians, and I'm gonna come out and ask some questions. I'm, I'm gonna be point blank, you know. You know why? You know why you did this? Why you did that? Why you? You know what I'm saying? See, I I, do, I got my own show right now on social media called Frogman LeBlanc is Raw. I come on once or twice a week. Uh, you know, 
and I could give a comment, uh, editor for about three or four minutes, and I just let you know, I just let it all hang out. I don't hang, I don't hold nothing back. It's, you know, I just, I, hell, I call on, on, uh, on my show. I call Barack Obama a racist. I call Hillary Clinton a slut, a murderer. You know what I'm saying? A lesbian. You know, I don't care. I just let it all hang out. So and then I got it. You're not going to pull any punches. No, I, I, I'll go. I'll go straight to the booth. You know, I'll tell you just like it is, and I'm not afraid to tell you just like it is. You know, I mean, I've been there, I did that before, and then uh, also we're gonna have. I'm I'm doing a cooking show. We're gonna do Creole and Cajun cooking. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And, uh, that sounds good. What, because what is see, your... I used to have. I, I used to have a what is food your truck favorite and a Cajun dish? Baton Rouge. Do what? What is your favorite Cajun dish? What is your favorite Cajun dish? Oh, I got a bunch of them. I like uh I do gumbos, uh I got a few I'm coming up with. Uh I like the sauce pecan. I like uh, jambalaya. Uh you know, I like uh I came out I did a uh a, a couple of years I did a uh chili cook off. I came out first in uh in my division with my chili, uh, I did chili. I came out first out of 15. Wow. Everything from scratch. Ooh. Now, uh, let me ask you this then. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I got to ask you this. Now, you know, you mentioned, you know, you make gumbo and jambalaya. Now, do you have your own recipes or do you have recipes that have been handed down to you? Uh, you know, like a secret 10 recipe? I do, you know, I usually do my own, you know, I usually like, you know, I come up with some, I come up with some other ideas, you know, like I'm, uh, I'm going to do, uh, you know, you do a chicken and dumplings. I'm going to do a crawfish dumpling. I'm going to do instead of chicken and dumplings, I'm going to do a crawfish dumpling. I got, I got a recipe for, uh, a seafood gumbo cornbread, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, right. And, and I got I came up with some, come up with my own recipes, and I'm gonna put them on my show. I got a uh, a seafood gumbo lasagna. You know what I'm saying? Wow, right, different things. So, uh, and then when I have crawfish left over, like crawfish and shrimp, <clears throat> I do a uh, a crawfish omelet in the morning. And uh, well, you know. I, I'm, you know, I'm curious. I, I had, you know, I knew that I knew that you were talented in the ring, but I had no idea you had talent in the kitchen. But let me ask you this: uh, with, with your wrestling background, uh, if uh, you're in the kitchen and someone tries to invade your kitchen, would you just uh, would you just put the uh, the uh, sledgehammer <laughs> down on them? I put it. I, I put them in the giga hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what a, you, you know what a gig is, huh? A gig is back in South Louisiana. It's it's a rod, it's a stick with a uh, like an ice pick on the end of it, and they use that to go frogging. So I came up with right. the deal back then. I take my finger, it be I put my finger in your neck, it'd be like a sleeper hole, and I call it the giga, the frog giga. Right, and um, uh, also AKA the Oriental Spike, correct? Right, something similar to that. There you go. And, See, uh, I I knew that. 
So, uh, fans, uh, if you ever have a chance to uh, get invited to Frogman's Barbecue, stay out of the kitchen when he's cooking, or else you'll be sorry. We'll, we'll just burn you. You can't take you can't take the heat. Stay out the kitchen. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, also, you know, we got uh, uh, you know St. Patty's Day coming up Wednesday. I'm sure that's a big holiday for you, isn't it? Well, not now, no more since uh, the coronavirus hit. You know, we used to they used to always have big uh, St. parades in New Orleans and all that. We used to go. And all that, but everything, Mardi Gras was canceled this year. St. Patrick was canceled, you know, all this stuff, stuff gone. Also, and I want to also tell you, I got a show coming on. What we're going to do is showcase Louisiana. We're going to call it Let the Good Times Roll, and we're going to show all the different uh, festivals, Mardi Gras, jazz, and you know, we're going to have that on my show also. Wow. Now, uh, being, in, being from uh, Louisiana, we know that you're the number one wrestler from Louisiana. Of course, you know, the other famous individual from Louisiana has got to be uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Yeah. And then, uh, now, have you ever met him? Oh, they got a, no. Uh, they got a lot of good, they got a lot of good talent from Louisiana too. All over, you know what I'm saying? And, right. Uh, never got to, no, I don't, no, I never got to see him. No, I got, uh, I met Fats Domino. He's from Bastrop. Well, that's cool. I met. I went to his concert and all that. Met him backstage and all that. And because I, I, a good friend of mine out of New Orleans, he used to play with uh, Fats Domino in the band. So, uh, so are you big? You must be a big Saints fan too, right? Hello, and Tiger fan too. There Hello, you go. Uh, yeah, I mean the biggest uh, the big announcement in uh, the NFL today was that uh, Drew Brees retired. Well, I, I knew that I knew that from the beginning. I could just see when he walked off the field. If you looked at it, he turned around and looked back, telling him goodbye New Orleans, goodbye Saints, goodbye Superdome. This is my last time on the field. I, I saw that from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I watched it and I did a, a commentary on it and showed it on my fa- on my show. I talked about it, you know. That you know, I, I right then, right there, he he was telling everybody goodbye. You know. That's awesome. Well, uh, we have the uh, we have uh, the Frogman as our guest here. We got about uh, a couple minutes here. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've had such a fun time with you and we'd love to have you on again. And, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, when you can, uh, uh, you can send some autographs for our fans and, uh, we're doing the contest again this, uh, this week, folks, uh, from the, starting from the end of the show to the beginning of next week's show, you go to our, our Facebook page off the ropes, uh, and, uh, whoever, uh, likes the page, uh, that's listening right now. Uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the summer, uh, you guys will all go into a drawing and have a chance to win uh, uh, autographed pictures from our guests. Uh, the reason why we got to take it till the end of the summer is we got to get all our guests to send us all the good stuff so we can give them away. But uh, I guarantee you, you like our page, you'll get entered into the drawing. So uh, uh, you're an awesome man, and uh, you are a legend. And I'm glad that you're able to take time out of your schedule. 
and uh, hopefully no uh, we can have you on again. And next time, just uh, let on, me know. Can, uh, just, just set me up a time. Just and then uh, time maybe you can uh, maybe you can give us some. Granny, uh, you still? Is Granny still out. there? Huh? Yeah, yeah she's here. Okay, don't not no, don't get alarmed now. I'm not gonna hurt you. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to come over there and power drive you or anything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Don't get mad. There is one no, thing. I'm not mad at all. I've, I, I've yeah, been yeah. enjoying this interview, listening to this conversation. This has been amazing. Uh, Thank y'all. Well, appreciate you. Frogman, you, appreciate can, y'all uh, you, can pile drive, you can pile drive Sylvester J. Fox for us. Okay. But I listen. I appreciate y'all having me on the show. I thank y'all very much from the bottom of my heart. I want to say one thing. God bless y'all. God bless America. And y'all doing a good job, bro. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. We love you. Love Have you a too, great man. night. Take care. Good night. Bye. The Frog Man, everybody. What an awesome interview. I mean, hey, I had no that idea was we were going to have a cooking restaurant with us. Oh, that's awesome. That was amazing. I would love well, to try what, his cooking. Just, I mean, his everything that he was talking about, oh, my God. I love Cajun food anyways. That sounds absolutely amazing. It's making me hungry. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you what. I love I love uh, a good uh, – I love good jambalaya. All right, let's see. Oh, here. I we do got, too. Uh, uh, let's see. It uh, looks like our guest is on here. So I'm going to bring her on, and then we'll uh, have some fun here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the world's most beautiful woman in winter, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Amethyst Winter. Hey everyone, this is Amethyst Winter and you're listening to the Attitude Era Law with your host, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're good. We're awesome. So here's what we're gonna do. If you want to give us a quick, if you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, then we're gonna have some fun with the interview. Okay. Well, I've been modeling for about, I'm I'm gonna say since I was 16 is when it really started. I did a little modeling as a baby and as a child, but I kind of. Didn't keep on going with anything like that. But then when I was 16, I met my now husband. And he put me in a modeling contest online. And I got a lot of exposure really quickly. And from there, I started to do band shoots with merchandise, different T-shirts, promotions. Netherbird was the very first band that I ever did any type of merchandise modeling for. I did t-shirt, tank top, and a thong, and that got me a lot of exposure, and since then, I just kind of couldn't stop. It just keeps coming, and I just keep with the promotion. I've started to help with some wrestling promotions with some friends, and it's just, that's really a little bit of background about me. Uh, Amethyst Winters, our guest here. We got about uh, 28 minutes here with Amethyst, and I wish it was 28 years because you're awesome. Now, speaking of exposure, uh, and I, I'll understand if you don't want to uh, 
answer this question, but do you you don't do anything new, do you? I do, and I'm not afraid to say okay. that. Oh, there you go. Um, uh, I, I I didn't know if, I didn't know if you wanted to mention it or not. I figured I'd just throw it out there because our fans um, knew I was going to ask it. So <laughs> anything new so, no. as far as that goes is that's more of a side thing. The modeling is the first thing, and I had a lot of requests, and that's kind of how the nude thing came about. So in your modeling career, have you uh, have you had the opportunity to be in like any uh, any magazines that we might know of? Um, I don't know if I would really say any you would majorly know of. Um, I should have written it down. I have been in a photography book that is available still to this day to buy, I'm pretty for sure, through Barnes and Noble and different things. Um, like I said, I really wish I would have had a little bit more time to sit down and talk to some of these people. That's why I plan to be back on, hopefully, to give a little bit more information. Well, you know, I, I know that I know that you're feeling a little under the weather today, and I understand that. I do appreciate uh, you joining us, uh, and uh, like I say, we won't keep you too long because I know that you're uh, feeling a little under weather. But uh, we'll keep you as long as we can, and then we'll definitely get you back on again uh, at a later date. How's that sound? That sounds great. That way, I'd be feeling better, and I would be able to. I feel like tell you guys a little bit more that you would like to hear. Awesome. Now you uh you have your own you have your own modeling agency, is that correct? Um, I don't know if you would really call it an agency. I am freelance. I do not, you know, stick with any major agency at this time. I like to have my freedom. That way who I want to work with, I can work with them with no problem. Um, I don't really like being tied down very much. I like to be able to have my artistic freedom. A lot of the agencies would not allow some of the different, I guess you would say, risque type of photos and things that I do. So I have really like to have fun with different types of things. I see the body, like the full body is art. So like I can look at a beautiful chick and I can say, oh, I see her curves as art. Yes, she is sexy, but I still see her curves as art. And, I uh, have helped them. And- um, and you, you are beautiful as well. Let's not forget that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Amethyst Winter is our guest here. Where uh, she, uh, It's winter 365 days a year because that's where her last name is. Uh, <laughs> now, um, you mentioned that uh, you are doing some, uh, some wrestling uh, things. What, what are you currently doing in the, in the wrestling industry? Um, mostly... The strangest part, I guess, about it all is the photos that you chose to use of me. Actually, a lot of people, for some reason, thought those photos were because I was a wrestler. And I do have friends that are wrestlers locally in my town. And um, I've had friends over the years that have done a lot with wrestling and things. I'm not going to say I know as much about it as probably a lot of people do. But it's more about the promotions and things and helping people get out there. And the fact that I helped with bands. They started to ask me to share things for them and things like that. And I'm not a wrestler. I'll go ahead and say that to make that clear to people because I still get asked to book for shows. Um, I've been asked to train. But at this time, I'm not sure that I really have enough time to be able to wrestle, model, 
do all the things that I already do with the promotions and marketing and graphic art. And I was all about the old school wrestling, really, as a child. I grew up watching Sting, thinking that was amazing. And all of that era is really what I know, like, a little bit about more than any of the new stuff. And, I mean, I plan to watch more of it since there seems to be so many people that are very interested in me learning so much more. I plan to want to learn as much as I can, even more about the wrestling world. Well, you know, there is one wrestler that uh, you might like, um, and it's Alexa Bliss. And uh, she has a she has a great uh, gimmick right now that I think you might enjoy. I will definitely have to check her out then. Uh, and uh, the reason why I say that is also our co-host is a big Alexa Bliss fan, and uh, he'd like to be able to date her, but she won't uh, give him the time <laughs> of date even if he bought her a watch. Uh, so, uh, uh, we have, uh, we have our other co-host here. Uh, I don't know if Granny has any questions or not, uh, but Granny, what do you got for our guest? And this winner, go ahead. Well, first of all, I love her name. I think her name is absolutely amazing. I love that name. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. And, you know, it's kind of funny, you, you know, you talk about, you know, a witch and everything, cause I am a big wrestling fan and. And I I holler at all the bad guys. I mean, I'm not a wrestler, but I'm just a fan. But I ho- I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. And there's a young lady that I go back and forth with over here in Arkansas and Oklahoma. Her name is Erica Torres. And she she is a wrestler, and she's done MMA fighting. You have, I mean, uh, she's absolutely amazing. And she's she's not very big, but I tell you, she can she can really wrestle. And I, and she is known as the Ameri- She is known as the American Witch. That's what they call that is her. Just awesome. Erica Torres, I'm, I'm the American to Witch. Check her out. Well, she is on Facebook, and and her and her her man, David Smith. Um, he he is known as the definition of definition double D. I call him double dork. <laughs> so, but I mean, and and I kid you not, he comes out and she's like his manager, his valet. He comes out and she squats down and he gets on her shoulders and she carries him to the ring. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, like I said, she's not very big, but... She can she can pack a punch when she needs to, but I, I mean, I go back and forth, and and it was kind of funny. The last show I was at, she was she was out watching uh, the the WCWA champion match, and she says she says, Kate, what kind of champion are you? And I said, she's a better one than you are, Erica. <laughs> so. Um, so what made you decide you wanted to become a model? I mean, what kind of walk us through a little bit of your journey. You know, what? who was your biggest inspiration to make you want to become a, into the modeling business? That would definitely have to be my husband. He has awesome. been there since I was 16 years old. We got married at 18. I was 18. He was 19, 
and he, I just really didn't care for my picture being taken, to be quite honest. I never thought I would be a model, like, honestly. I never thought I would be able to handle having photos taken of me or any of the things that I've done. And he is legally blind. He has a rare eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. It's like a cancer of the retina of your eye. But despite Hmm. that, he was able to take my photos. And he has actually taken most of my photos. And the photos that have been featured in things were taken by him. And to me, that's absolutely amazing. And to this day, now, here we are in the future, and they told us he could be blind by the age of 30. And he is 31 now. And he is not fully blind, but he had a double eye surgery. And they took the lenses out of his eyes. He had cataracts on top of it, thinking it would improve it. To be quite honest, it was a little improvement, but not as much as we'd hoped for. So that's really mm-hmm. pushed me back as far as what I do a little bit. And at the same time, we're there for each other. And he still can take pictures of me, but I take pictures of myself as well. A lot of what I do, um, I set it up and I take my own photos. I have a small studio in my home. And he took a few pictures of me, basically, that were just cute. One was just basically with pajamas and a teddy bear that was red. One was just a cute little black skirt. It was like a mini skirt with a little black vest. And those are some of my very first pictures. And he placed them on an online modeling contest after convincing me. And from there, I happened to get second place to a model from overseas who was signed, who was in her 30s with those few photos and that's basically how my journey started i started to get more people online to talk to me more and i just opened up with people more than i ever had really in my life that's amazing it's been quite the journey and i have met some of the most amazing people i have talked to people online I mean, there are so many people that I wish right now I could shout out that it's just unreal. But um, right now I'm working with a band called Tiberius Project, and they're actually in Brazil. We've been working together for a couple of years now. And I take a lot of promo pictures for them. They plan to put my photos on a projector during their gigs that will be upcoming. And we just really, like, support each other through everything. It's about, you know, supporting each other, sharing all you can, you know, keeping the vibes real and just going with it. If you're hateful and you're terrible towards others, you're not going to get where you think you're going to get. That's just how it works. Um, I agree. That's amazing. Elvis Winters, I guess, here we got got 17 minutes. Now, don't take this compliment the wrong way, but uh, I think – you, me, and your husband have one thing in common. Okay. <laughs> we both we both been blinded by your beauty. Definitely. <laughs> so now, as uh, well as a lot of other people, I can't lie. I've talked to so many people that I feel bad that I can't give chances to. But you know. <laughs> well, you know you. Uh, uh, 
now I'm going to ask you a few modeling questions. Now, like I say, I'll understand if you don't want to answer them. If I, if I ask you a question you don't want to answer, just say, and what's the next question? I'll move on. But um, Okay, I'm pretty you know, open. <laughs> okay, when, when you're modeling, let's say that uh, you get a call from a, um, well, like Maximum Magazine or um, I don't know. I don't know if you'd ever do Playboy or Penthouse or whatever, but now, let's say mm-hmm. that you get a call. Well, let's let's just take Penthouse Magazine, for instance. I don't even know if they're still available or not. But let's just say that Penthouse yeah. calls you, and they want you to do a nude photo shoot. Is that something that you do, or is that something that you shy, shy away from? Um, I think it would really depend. I would have to really, you know, look into it on the business aspect, because that's where I'm at. I'm a businesswoman, too. So I like to look at everything on the business side and go from there. See, you know, how could we help each other or how is this going to promote them or me? I like to really just think about it all. So it would be like a, yeah, I would probably do that kind of thing. Um, It's funny that you say that because I can be quite honest and say at 18 years old, I entered the adult industry under another name. And... (laughs) I was asked to work with Playboy, Penthouse, Hustler, everything you can imagine, any of the major companies. I had a pay spot for a little while, and to be quite honest, I was not as comfortable as I am now. So when I found out I was expecting my son, I took a step back from all of that. I turned down moving to L.A. and having my own penthouse, and people think that's crazy. But family is everything to me, and my son is everything to me. So I just wanted to take a step back and be there in his life because, you know, I was blessed with him for a reason. And he's a very special child himself. He wants to enter the music industry himself. Uh, Emma's winners, I guess, too. we got about 14 minutes. Like I say, I wish it was 14 years. But uh, now uh, – <laughs> I, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go back to this a little bit, and then, like I say, if, I'll understand if you don't want to a- answer the question. I'll understand that because it, it is what it is. But, you know, you mentioned, you know, when you're 18, you entered the adult industry. You didn't do any films or anything. You just did photos, right? Um, I did both, but I had a friend who is very computer savvy, and he helped me make sure that we went through and got rid of anything that was of my older content. I did make some money off of sales through my videos. I actually did work for Naughty America for some time. But as I said, I was really just more uncomfortable back then at being only 18 years old and entering that type of industry. I never, like, went full-blown with it. I just stayed on an amateur level, really. But if, you know, something came into the future, that could be a future endeavor for me that, yes, I would accept probably some type of work like that. Uh, Amethyst Winners, our guest here, we got 13 minutes, and uh, uh, we we generally have a a three-person show, but the last couple weeks, you know, it's always, it's just been me and Granny, but... Uh, so let me ask you, what uh, what are the current things you're working on now? Uh, you know, I promised that we'd uh, let you promote that. So what are you working on now that uh, you want people uh, to gravitate towards? Um, well, actually, I am starting to work with the music industry as well. 
my friend Raven Frost is wanting to be an up-and-coming rap and pop type of artist. And I'm not going to reveal currently if I'm going to be actually becoming an artist or doing any type of singing or anything for sure yet. But this could be a future thing. And so far I'm helping as a producer, a promoter, things like that. Uh, we have a we have a couple of fan questions that are being sent to me, and uh, they're uh, apparently everybody's like going wild over your um, your uh, your Facebook page, and then we'll we'll let you talk about that in a second. But uh, everybody's kind of wondering about the um, there's a there's a picture. Um, it's your main profile picture. Uh, I, there it, it's they're describing to me it's like you're wearing like a blue wig or something. Yes, that is um, from one of my shoots. I like to call it Alice Down the Rabbit Hole. It actually has more photos that go with it. It has some that you cannot see on Facebook. I'll just say that. But if people were interested in those, they can actually contact me directly on Facebook, and I can let them know how they can see those. Awesome. And uh, I'm going to ask this so we we can uh, get time to do this. We have endless winners, I guess, here. We have 10 minutes left. Uh, if our fans want to check you out and see what uh, you're – to follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Okay, I have two Facebooks. I have the actual fan page that says Amethyst Winner Designer and Brand, and that is me. Some people were confused on if that was made as a fan page or not. That is actually me run by me. Um, I also have the regular page that people are going wild about as well. I do have a Snapchat where I can be, you know, contacted. I do ask that you, when you do contact me, you ask me your questions. And, you know, please don't just send inappropriate pictures. I'm, that's, that's what I'm going to call it since, you know, we're live here. <laughs> like, let's not just send those without asking me first. Let's try to ask me a question. If you're going to contact me, let there be a reason. Because I'm not going to lie, I am backed up on messages so bad on everything and friend requests. If anybody is trying to get through, I have probably another thousand that I still have to go through. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll, um, I'll just say it in the mighty words of Tony Schiavone. Don't be a slap dick, okay? Thank you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know we're live here, but we're 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 past we're past uh, the children's hour, so we uh, we have a little more leeway at what we can say. But uh, Emily's winners are guests here. We got nine minutes here. Um, now with. Um, with your uh with your uh your fan your fan page now are you going to be um and i don't uh you may have mentioned this but uh now you do you design clothing as well um i am a graphic designer um i do work with purple blaze that is the company that i design graphic art for um my designs have been on several t-shirts uh, skateboards, anything really you can think of, they can pretty much put some of my designs on. There will be more products that will be available. There are a few T-shirts that feature me that are out there currently. 
um, as far as that link goes, they can look on my fan page or contact me directly for a link there. And uh, uh, I'm kind of curious. Uh, there, uh, I'm kind of looking at your Facebook page too, and uh, I, I'm completely mesmerized. But uh, now <laughs> there's um, there's a lot of there's a few posts here. It looks like a wrestling thing. Uh, Dump Sa- uh, Saunders uh, is is he a guy you're working with? Um, he is actually a really sweet person, and we have not actually met in person yet. He wants me to attend an event, and I plan to. I plan to attend an event soon. He is extremely sweet. He's up and coming here in my actual town. He does a lot of shows here. He travels a lot. Um, he just He's a really great guy all around, to be honest, so... I don't mind promoting them or him at all because they're just really sweet, really down to earth go getters as well is what really caught my attention with him. He's a hard worker and a go getter. Now, uh, so you you haven't met him in person, but you're going to be meeting him in person. Is that correct? Yes, I do plan to be meeting him in person, and so I will be attending one of his shows. Here's what, here's what I'm going to ask. If you could put my name, if you could uh, put my name to him, and let him know that Definitely. I have, uh, I would love to promote his wrestling show. I think that'd be awesome. Definitely, I'm quite surprised that you two haven't met up already. To be honest, because I mean, he's out there. He's he's making moves. He's amazing. He's really sweet. Uh, we have Amazon's winners. I guess here we got six minutes. Now, uh, a couple things that uh, I, I I do got to ask because it's kind of like an ego thing. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, the the picture that we used for the collector's card. I do apologize; I used older pictures. But other than that, did you like the card that was made for you? I do. I love it. I was just saying that if you needed any other type of photos, maybe a little bit more show to them or something, I could have sent you something extra special. <laughs> Well, do you think, uh, uh, you know, we we do have a contest going on. Uh, for anybody that likes our page from the end of the show to the beginning of the next show, uh, you know, we're we're going to be giving away tomorrow. Would you be willing to send us some autographs for some giveaways? Try my best. I will see what I can do. Awesome. And um, with uh, with all the uh, with all the stuff you're doing, you know, you mentioned you have, uh, you know, you mentioned you have a son at home that's getting into music, and <laughs> you know, you have uh, your husband who's a photographer. Uh, do you uh, do you guys uh, ever have um, a- a- any time to like go on any vacations, or uh, you know, with all this COVID stuff going on, has that slowed has that slowed your what you're what you're doing down at all, or? Uh, is it, have you just been moving on or you had to blank out your calendar at a certain point? How has COVID affected you? Um, it has been a little rough here because I do have elderly parents, to be quite honest. And so my son has transitioned to homeschool, so that has put on another workload for me and has been a little bit more difficult than I could have ever imagined. They seem to have a lot of problems here with our system. Um, with homeschooling and a lot of things have been mixed up, that takes a lot of my time. So a lot of times I'm not able to respond to someone, it's because I'm also a teacher now and I teach my son. So, and then my husband um, actually has a teacher's degree and so he's here to help me, thank goodness, as well. (laughs) 
Um, so with that being said, so eventually <clears throat> your kid will be a graduate of UPS. Um, what? Well, I was going to say, you know, you mentioned your, your, your son is homeschooled, so he'll eventually be a graduate of UPS. Um, I'm, he will go back to regular school, I'm hoping. Like, he will hopefully get through this year, and hopefully they will be good with our system, and he can go back because I want him to go back to public school because he misses his friends. Well, you know, and, you know, and I, um, you know, that's cool and everything too, but, uh, what, uh, what is it like in your area? Have they let you know, uh, when things will open back up or? Um, actually very strangely, I'm not sure this is the greatest idea, but they are lifting our mask order completely and they are wanting to open the schools back up and, in my eyes, I'm not sure that this is the right thing to do yet. And we do have a problem around here with the whole entire time we've had a problem with people wanting to wear the mask just to go into the stores. And they think that all of their freedoms are completely being taken away and they're going a little crazy about it. And we have had a lot of issues, I feel like, here that maybe other places didn't have because of not enough organization. You know, and uh, uh, real quick here, we, we, we have about, uh, we got about uh, 120 seconds here um, before our next guest calls in, but uh, there is one, uh, there is one uh, photo that I really do like on your page. Uh, you're modeling a mask. And, uh, you know, if that doesn't make people wear, wear a mask, I don't know what would. I mean, you look so beautiful <laughs> wearing a mask. You know that? Wearing a mask in a nurse's outfit. I mean, how how can you go wrong with that? <laughs> I plan to put some more of those photos out there. Um, that was actually, I was asked recently to try to do a little business venture with that website, and I'm not really sure that that's something I'm going to stick with. But those photos were done prior to that, and I do have those, and I did those as a way to say, hey, people, can we wear the mask? Can we get through this? It's not really taking away your freedom. Um, I believe, quite honestly, that back in March of last year, me and my husband both did have the coronavirus. And it was one of the hardest things, to be honest. It was very rough and taxing on the body. We tried our best to follow, you know, every precaution. We wore our mask, everything. Things just happened. And it was very rough. And I've known several people that it has been very rough. And so I do believe it is real. And I do believe that if we can keep, you know, wearing our mask and keep clean, we'll all get through this. And everything will be fine. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Amethyst, uh, we've uh, we've enjoyed having you on with us. We will get, definitely get you back on again because, well, you're so beautiful. And, uh, you know, uh, I know you're married, but I still love you. And uh, uh, you and I had a great time. Hope, hopefully, you can get those uh, autographs up for us, and uh, we hope that uh, this was uh, your first podcast and this is your best podcast experience. Definitely, I had a blast, guys. Awesome. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you so much. Take care. Be safe. Okay. You too. All right. Have a great night. And with this winter, ladies and gentlemen, where it's winter 365 days a year, and we, <laughs> including this year, to include that. 
well, I'll tell you what. Our next guest is on with us right now. So uh, we will go ahead and uh, we're gonna we're gonna go right to it. We're gonna have some fun with this individual. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is a man like no other. He is the guy who Hulk Hogan stole from him. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Randy Hogan. Hey, brother, this is Randy Hogan, and you're listening to the Attitude Era, live with the host, Icon, Big Swing, and my girl, Granny Hulkster. How are you? How are you, Randy? Good to have you. Hey, hey good, good, good. I had a low there. Man, I am I am stoked. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I tell you, I am so glad to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for... Uh, you know, allowing me this time to talk to your fans in that, in that part of the country. You know, I'm down here in uh, Orlando, Florida, so uh, I'm a ways away, and uh, it's just nice to reach uh, you know, the central part of the country over there with you guys. Awesome. Uh, Randy Hogan is our guest here. we got about uh, 34 minutes here, give or take a few. Uh, I'll tell you what, here's what we're going to do, Randy. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then uh, I'll ask you some questions, then uh, – We'll have Granny ask you a few, and then I'll come back and ask you the tough questions. Let me tell you. I'm an open book, baby. Ask me anything. Good questions, bad questions, I don't care. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell tell you as it is, okay? Um, Let me see. Long story short, I was uh, was playing in a band. I used to play in a band, and we used to travel all around the country. Now, this was back, uh, let me see, probably in the early 80s. And uh, we were playing a holiday in circuit and uh, up and down to the uh, East Coast, and we were playing at Columbus, Georgia, as a, pretty much as a house group for a while. And uh, they used to have wrestling there at Columbus Auditorium every um, every Wednesday night. And at the Holiday Inn where we were playing, the wrestlers used to uh, used to come in and used to stay there. Now I've been a fan since I was seven or eight years old. I mean, I grew up on uh, the old guys like the original Sheik and Dick the Bruiser and Killer Kowalski. So I'm definitely as old school as they get. Big fan, have been my whole life. So here I'm up on stage and I'm playing, and here I see guys like Wahoo McDaniel, Eddie McMansfield, guys like that coming into the lounge and that. And uh, I wasn't shy, so I went up and started talking to them. And, uh, you know, week after week, there was a couple of them. Eddie Mansfield, the continental lover at the time, was – uh, lived in Columbus, and he spent a lot of time in the lounge there. And uh, I started going to the gym with him. There was a, a tag team brothers in the South called Ted and Jerry Oates. They were big in Japan and uh, pretty big over here, too, in the uh, old NWA territories. So I went to the gym and uh, just got to be good friends with uh, with Eddie and always kept in touch with him when he was traveling. He was doing a thing with, uh, I think, Scott Casey out in uh, Texas at that time. And um, so I said, well, gee, what do I want to be when I grow up? And this time I was like 29 years old, and uh, I'd spend so much time in bars and restaurants. I said, well, maybe I'll get in the restaurant business. So I uh, went to the Holiday Inn and uh, asked them if I could get a job, you know, as a food and beverage person or whatever. And they said, well, you have no experience. We could put you as a bar manager, which I didn't want to do. So I got a job in another place. And... uh, uh, then I got transferred to um, down to Boca Raton, 
and the restaurant I worked for was closed. And I said, you know, as big a fan as I was, and again, you know, KFA was alive and well way back then. I said, you know, I just always wondered what's real and what's fake and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and, and as good a friend as Eddie was to me, uh, he never broke kayfabe. He never told any of the secrets, a little bit of stuff. So I picked up the phone and I called Jerry Oates in Columbus. And I said, Jerry, do you know anybody down here that trains people? And he said, well, the only guy down there really that's uh, any good is Hiro Matsuda, who trained Lex Luger and uh, uh, Hulk Hogan and worked with uh, Eddie Graham and Steve Kern, Mike Graham, uh, had a lot to do with them. He said, but he's, you know, pretty selective and pretty expensive and everything else. He said, but, you know, I train guys up here. And I said, well, yeah, I, I did. So then we negotiated back and forth, and I packed everything I had up in my car and I drove up to Columbus, Georgia, and got a job managing a restaurant. And that's what paid my uh, way through wrestling school. So I was in school for 13 months. And every Wednesday... They used to have uh, every other Wednesday. They have wrestling at the auditorium, and and I go. So I went one night, and one of the guys I trained with was putting up the ring. And I said, you know, Bill, what are you doing? He says, well, they rent the ring from me when they come to town every couple of weeks. He said, are you doing anything? And of course, I said no because I had finished my training. I thought I knew everything, and uh, so uh, he said, you know, I'm wrestling in this little bar up in North Georgia. He said, why don't you come up and bring your stuff, you know, come up and watch me. And I said, I'm not bringing my stuff because at this point I didn't want to wrestle. I just wanted to know what was going on. So I went up and I watched him. And he talked me into about the second or third time I went up there. I took my stuff and somebody didn't show up. And the uh, uh, promoter says, uh, you know, you want to work? And I said, well, okay, sure. So he said, okay, what's your name? I said, well, Randy Franklin because my dad's name was Frank. Now, I always had the mustache. I always had the long hair, of course, with brown at the time and everything, and the dark tan. So he says, okay, you're going to wrestle this guy named Animal, and he's going to go over. So I go back in the locker room talk to my buddy Bill. I said, Bill, he's going over. What does that mean? Does that mean like he's going over the top rope or something? And he said, no, dummy. That means he's going to win. I said, oh, okay. So I did that, and I went, got to the match, and, and did uh, did okay, I guess. So the promoter, uh, it was one of those where you get paid with a hot dog and a handshake, and I didn't even get the hot dog that time. So he says, "Can you come back next week?" And I said, "Well, sure." He says, "You know, you look a little bit like this, uh, like that uh, Hulk Hogan." Now Hulk Hogan was just on his way up, and this was in the early '80s. And uh, he says, "So we're going to call you Hal Hogan," and. Uh, I said, well, I don't mind the Hogan thing if you want, but can I use Randy, which is my real name, because then I know who they're talking about. And he says, okay, you're going to be Randy Hogan, and you're going to be Hulk's cousin or nephew or something. I don't know what it's going to be. I said, okay. So I went home, told my girlfriend. I said, look, you got to do something with my hair. So I bleached my hair, bleached my mustache, my eyebrows and everything else, blonde. Always had a dark tan. And... uh Went in as uh, Randy Hogan, and that's how Randy Hogan got started. I didn't pick the name um, at the time. I never claimed to be related to him or anything else my whole career. You know, I wore turquoise trunks and turquoise boots, and I had a black velvet robe that I made myself. And and 
the problem is Hulk. I'm a little bit older, so Hulk looks like me. I mean, I can't help that, but he looks like me. So people want you to be what they want you to be. So different promoters, you know, would say it's his brother, it's his cousin, it's whatever. And of course, pay me and I'll be whatever you want. So uh, that's how that went. So now because of the look and because I was professionally trained and knew how to, knew how to work, um, I'd go to the little shows where uh, some of my friends were working. And of course they introduced you to promoter and that's how you get to work on different cards. There was outlaw shows at the time. Now it's the indie circuit. Back then they called them outlaw shows. And I got on a show with, uh, uh, Action Mike Jackson, who was a junior heavyweight champion of Alabama for about 40 years. In fact, a few months ago, he was on AEW, uh, I believe, around Impact, had a match, almost 70 years old, still could go. So anyways, I said, Mike, how do you get on TV? He says, well, he says, you know, I take guys up there every week, because he was a regular on uh it was, this was Crockett's NWA at the time before Ted Turner bought it and turned it into WCW. So we went to uh, uh, the same story, bring your stuff. He said, you can write up with me. I can't promise you nothing. So I used to go up to TV taping three, four weeks in a row. And again, one day somebody didn't show up. And J.J. Uh, Dillon was uh, was was uh, working, I guess, the, the the booking end of it. And Mike Jackson used to bring in some of the enhancement or jobbers or whatever you want to call them. So uh, he said, you want to work? I said, sure. So um, I did, and that was my first match on TV, and that's how I got with WCW or NWA. Then Crockett bought it, and a lot of the uh, jobbers or enhancement guys – Terminology, I don't care. I, I'm not offended by calling any of those things, so we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, um, so, you know, I was like a kid in a candy shop. I walk in the locker room, and here's Ricky Steamboat and Flair, uh, Dusty Rhodes, the Midnight Express, uh, Paulie Dangerously at the time, Paul Heyman, um, all these big guys. So uh, my first match was against the Barbarian and the Warlord on TV. And, wow, um, talk about the stiff competition. <laughs> tell me about it. And and I was still I was still in such awe of these guys. These were like heroes to me. I was that I was that seven or eight year old kid looking at his heroes again, you know? So uh so I go out and get in the match and I'm in there with the warlord and in fact Teddy Long was the referee. So the warlord, uh, now he's about six six at least six seven, and he he presses me over his head. Now I'm probably seven and a half, eight feet in the air, and uh, Teddy Long says, "Hogan, tuck your chin." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." So he let me go, and I fell, and I it's like the ground was never coming. I mean, I was I was in the air for so long, I hit. And I hit perfect, and I just wanted to jump up and say, yeah, that was great. But, of course, I couldn't. I had to sell it. So then he tags in the Barbarian. Now, the Barbarian is, uh, I think he's Tongan or Samoan or something like that. Speaks with a very strong accent. So uh, so he's throwing me into the ropes, and uh, he says, boo Now, I didn't know what he's saying. 
boo-boo, what the hell is that, you know? So, and again, first time on TV, scared to death, 100 miles an hour. I took off. I hit those ropes as hard as I could, coming off, not knowing what's coming. Next thing I know, I got a size 15 in my face. Broke my nose, done it on TV, blood going all over. So what happened is, as he was shooting me off, he said, big boot. Like, watch for the big boot. But I just heard, you know, some guy saying, boo-boo. And uh, so that was my thing. So I guess they felt sorry for me. And J.J. Jones says, you know, can you come back next week? <laughs> Same thing. I said, sure. So I started doing TV. Um, and Wednesday night, they taped three hours. And, of course, he got paid pretty well compared to the uh, little independent stuff. You know, where you might have got twenty twenty five dollars a night and been happy with that and drove four hours to make it. And all of a sudden, you're making some money. Uh, well, so we got that and... Uh, Instead of big boot, maybe he meant boo boo. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, they both fit. Believe me. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so, so that was it. Here. So I got on TV. Yep. Uh, Randy Hawkins, our guest here. We got about uh, twenty-two minutes with the man here. Uh, now, when you wrestled, now were you more of a baby face, a heel, or an in betweeny, or are you more of a crowd? What the crowd thought you were? Well. It depended. Now, when I was wrestling uh, as a a single, like in all the indie shows and everything, um, I kind of followed Hogan's lead um, when he got into the NWO thing and turned heel. Then I did the same sort of thing. Um, And then when he went back to WCW, uh, back in the uh, red and yellow again, then I did the same thing. So I followed his lead on the indie circuit doing the NWA and WCW stuff, it really depended on who you were working. Um, they were the stars, you know. If uh, if I was working Steve, like I working Sting, um, I was playing the heel. And if I'm working uh, Vader or Abdul the Butcher, I'm just the, uh, the, the baby face piece of meat that's getting killed. So, it pretty much depended on the uh, on who you were working, and you know if I was in the independent shows, um, usually I was going over, so I was a baby, and uh, on TV I was whatever they wanted me to be. Well, I'll tell you what, Randy, I'm going to introduce you to uh, someone that has uh, a similar name to you. Her name is Granny Hulkster. Of course, you're Randy Hogan, and we know that he, <laughs> you know he was uh, he was known as the Hulkster. So, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Randy Hogan, go ahead. Well, I've really thoroughly enjoyed this interview. I mean, this has been absolutely amazing. And, see, I don't like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels at wrestling ah. shows that I go to. I'm just a big I'll fan. I bet you can. <laughs> I mean, I've been handcuffed to a manager at independent shows. I've had wrestlers threaten to throw me in the ring. I had one wrestler, this was about four years ago, so I would have been about 54 at the time. He says, he was being the heel that night. He says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? Because they're always telling me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip. And I grabbed my keys out of my purse. And I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building. And he ran off screaming. Uh, <laughs> I could have used you in my corner when I was in there with Vader or Abdullah the Butcher. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've had I've I've had some really great times at great shows. I mean, I've met some really big names over the years, and I tell you, so 
What was one of your most favorite matches you've done? God, there's been so many, honey. I always loved working against uh, Jimmy Cornette and the Midnight Express. Jimmy oh, Cornette is yeah. the same, on is off. You know, and people nowadays, you know, he's very uh, outspoken, you know. You love mm-hmm. him or you hate him. Brilliant mind. But, but as far as working with him, he always took care of you. He always treated me with respect. <laughs> um, Sting, uh, the same way. Uh, once he got to know you, Sting was very standoffish at the time. But uh, mm-hmm. once he got to know you, and I worked him a couple of times, he got really friendly. Um, Barry Windham was wonderful to work. I mean, he was smooth as oh, that poor I kid. I don't Barry know why Wyndham. he didn't I get was always, I was always a big Barry uh, Windham fan back you in know, the day. He I had it Barry all. Wyndham. He was a good-looking yeah, he was a good-looking kid. He was talented, smooth, and everything else. But uh, he just didn't have a passion. He just didn't want it enough. So yeah. well, I would say those are the ones that uh, – those are the ones that really stand out. Uh, my favorite. Well, see, yeah, the interesting I, thing about, I, oh, go ahead. Uh, real I quick here. Yeah, the interesting thing about Barry Windham is people don't realize that his nephew is Bray Wyatt in Bo Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, right, go I, ahead, I, I've Sorry, never, go ahead. I, I've never, I, no, I've never met Jim Cornette, but uh, there was a wrestling federation that ran in arkansas they quit running in 2013 and i actually had the opportunity to really get to know beautiful bobby eaton because he was part of traditional championship isn't he wonderful he he was to me one of the best workers ever yeah and it was kind of funny because his booking agent brian thompson he was one of their commentators and brian would always security security kick this woman out of the building, you know, and, and everything. And we were at a uh, legend show in Harrison, Arkansas one time, and he's, Brandy, what are you doing here? I said, shut up, Brian. I didn't come to see you. I came to see Bobby. You know, of course, you know, Bobby being part of the Midnight Express for years, you know, I yes, being that I yes. don't like the heels. But Bobby is one of my Bobby is one of my very best friends. And I mean, I tell you, and he says, yeah, oh. Brian, he says, he says, shut up. He says, leave Granny alone before I have to, or I'll have to hurt you, you know. So I, I had Bobby on my side, but, but I've met You know, met, it's funny, I've before you even people, mentioned that, that's why I said it was my favorites. Yeah, I, I've met people like um, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Um, mm-hmm. I've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer mm-hmm. used my cane on Matt Riviere at the last TCW show at Last Stand in November 2013. <laughs> I was standing up taking my pictures, and I hadn't had my first knee replacement yet. And he just took my – I had one of those fold-up canes. He took it right mm-hmm. out of my hand. And they're like, oh, my God, he's got Granny Holster's cane. And Brian Thompson's <laughs> like, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This is a fan. Bring your own weapons back. But I've met a lot of big time names over the years And I tell you When my husband and I got to see Ricky and Robert here in Arkansas They were doing a special autograph signing To help raise money for uh, service dogs for veterans In Mm -hmm. Alma, Arkansas And this was after Ricky and Robert had been inducted In the WWE Hall of Fame Robert put his 
WWE Hall of Fame ring on my finger for the picture. And I was like, uh, oh, my God. I was like, I'm standing with my fist all doubled up, and I'm, I'm wearing Robert's WWE Hall of Fame ring. I'm like, my original granny shirt, and, you know, I, I'm on Facebook. My real name is Lori Burt, but I have granny holster in parentheses. My original mm-hmm. granny shirt says, what you going to do when granny holster goes crazy on you? That's great. <laughs> that's, that's my. Great. That's my. And and I still have that. I still have that Granny Holster shirt, and I've probably, I've had this gimmick name probably twenty plus years. I mean, you know, pretty much ever since I've mm. been in Arkansas. You know, so because I I came mm-hmm. to Arkansas in nineteen ninety nine, and and I I like I said I'm a I'm a huge wrestling fan. I love the sport. I love going to the indies. I love going to the independent shows and. It, it's just so much fun. Yeah, I like to go to. Uh, we've got a couple of, uh, of quality schools down here in Florida, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll go just just to watch the kids. I mean, I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't get in the ring to train them or anything, but uh, sometimes you talk to them and just tell them some of the old school things. And you know, I like you. I'm I'm kind of stuck in the old school style with the storytelling and things. Mm-hmm, now, I appreciate mm-hmm. the athleticism nowadays. You know, everybody's got a good body. Everybody does all these monkey flips and that, but there, you know, there's no there's no long term storylines like there used to be. I guess no. uh, that started fizzling when the territories went away. You know, and even oh, yeah. like finishers. Everybody does a million finishers, and and everybody kicks out of everybody else's. So. There's no big. There's no one big star anymore, you know. Like there was well, a Bruno San Martino, or there was Ric Flair, yeah. or there was a Hulk Hogan, and but there's yeah. none of those coming up now. You know, the the titles change hands on such a regular basis, and uh, so I miss that a little bit. Well, when my husband and I got to meet, we got to meet Ron Simmons and Tony Atlas in an autograph signing over in Oklahoma in 2019. Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. he said to me, he says, Granny, he says, I got to tell you, he says, you're that true fan that we don't see anymore back, you know, like we did back in the day, you know. And I, yep. I took that as a very high compliment because, you know, oh, coming sure. some, from somebody like Ron Simmons, you know, and it's kind of Ron funny because one of my, oh, yeah, he was, him and Tony Alice was so. Tony Atlas. Tony, I see, I see Tony all the time because I do. Yeah, I do a lot of uh, these virtuals and stuff, and Tony's at, at all mm-hmm. of them, so I, I know Tony mm-hmm. real well. Well, it, you it know, was so funny. He, he, oh, go ahead. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, you guys talked about meeting Ron Simmons. I remember when I met Ron Simmons. I said, "Mr. Simmons, I'm the icon." He's like, "You're the icon." Bam. You know. <laughs> well, when 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 Tony Atlas walked into the the room there for the autograph signing, he says, "You know, he says I've been walking out here in this casino, and he says I see all these little green people, and you know what they call them? They call them Martians, and they want to take you to their planet, and you can't come back until the cow jumps over the moon." Tony's crazy. He is. He's funny, but he's a a nutcase. Well, when you when you talk when you see Tony Atlas again, you'll have to say you'll have to ask him if he remembers a lady by the name of Granny Holster that he met in Oklahoma at an autograph signing. But but when we got a picture with him, I was going to have him stand. 
in the middle. He says, oh, no, no, baby. He says, he says you're going to mm-hmm. be in the middle. He says, black and white and plenty of loving all night. I just, he was a hoot. Tony's a kid. He my, is still a character. One of my one of my independent friends, um, Facebook, independent wrestling friends, he says, you know, he says, it's kind of funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And he says, I'm giving you as a compliment on that, Granny. And I do. I took that a very humbling, very humbling compliment sure. because I'll tell you, I I love. I mean, I've had I've had when TCW ran, they did TV tapings and they still show the old reruns um, down in the Little Rock area in Arkansas. And uh, matter of fact. Um, I went to a Mar State convention for our Moose Lodge convention last weekend, and my one friend mm-hmm. that lives in Batesville, he says, "Hey, Grant," he says, "I saw you on TV the other night." <laughs> you know, uh. I mean, it's just it's so funny because I mean, but when TCW ran, they always had me on the front row, facing the camera, because they knew I would always interact. With the wrestlers, especially the heels, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just I, I I love doing what I do. Well, that's you know that's what uh, as 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 wrestlers we look for. We look for somebody who's a little uh, uh, a little flamboyant, a little uh, uh, really wants to get into it and that. And that's why the heels they will they will pick those people out of the audience and play with them all night, and then oh, the audience oh, is, I, I, uh, the oh, other fans are jumping behind I, so. So we I look know, for that. I we know. look for that even during the match. We look for uh, at at times when there's a like a rest hold or something. You got somebody in a face lock and you're sitting down there. You know, you're looking at the crowd. And a lot of times in the old days, you were looking for that one or two people that you could uh, that the heels could uh, pick on or antagonize just to build the energy up in the crowd. And I don't see that no oh. more either. Anyways, but that was well, fun and you were one of them. <laughs> well, well, yeah. And I'm, I'm still that, I'm still that way today at independent shows that I go to because I, I've always had the promoters and everything and they always thank me for being at the show. And, you know, and even to this day, TCW quit running in 2013. And it's like, um, I still have people come up and say, hey, aren't you that lady on TCW? Aren't you granny? You know, the one in the yellow shirt, you know. And, and you yeah. know, I got a funny story to tell you about Cowboy Bob Wharton. This was at another legend show in Harrison, and he was wrestling. And, and, of course, I was talking smack to him. And he just literally stops in the middle of the match, stands there and stomps his foot and puts his fist on his hips and he starts shaking his finger at me. He says, Granny, I thought we were friends. I said, We are. He says, Well then mm-hmm. why are you booing me? I said, Because you're not being a very nice boy right now, Bob <laughs> uh, Yeah, he's still out there on the uh on the convention circuit too. Yeah, he he is absolutely amazing. I say he's um I said we got to meet Aaron Anderson last year in um, another real gentleman yeah. at a, at a at a uh, CWA show. That was a lot. Of, the CWA, those were a lot of wrestlers that wrestled for TCW, and they haven't been running mm-hmm. any shows lately, you know, because of COVID. But 
I tell you, Arn Anderson was absolutely amazing. I really loved Arne him. Arn was a him. true, a true, a true gentleman in in the locker room and very respectful to the uh, uh, to the under guys, you know, and uh, not so much with Oli. Oli wasn't uh, a warm and fuzzy guy like uh, like yeah. Arn was in a lot of the other ones. So there was, you know, m- most of the guys, especially the older ones. I think we we appreciate uh, the old times and and. Like like talking to you guys today, you know. I mean, it's 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 fun. It's exciting. It brings back old memories as we're talking about old stories and people and things like that. Um, it, it keeps us relevant. And uh, of course, there's a couple of jerks out there that still think they should be uh, superstars or whatever. But uh, I guess that's in life, you know. Everybody well, I'll tell you, has their I, own way I'm of growing hoping, old gracefully or not. I, I I'm hoping at some point in time I can make it to Orlando. We're supposed to have our moose convention next year down in Orlando, Florida, for our international convention, and I'm hoping to make it to Orlando. I would. I have uh, my husband has two sisters that live in Florida, and uh, I would love to make it down to Orlando sometime, just to, you know, see what. Well, let me know when you're coming. Let me know when you're coming, and I'll see what we can do. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm about uh, 20 minutes from Disney World and about uh, 20 minutes from the ocean, so I'm literally right in the right in the center wow. of uh, of awesome. where things happening here. So that's awesome. Um, we have uh, Randy Hogan as our guest too. We got about 11 minutes. You know, Randy. You know, I'm going to be in Orlando at the uh, end of uh, October, beginning of November. Uh, me and my uh, fiance are are going. Uh, are going to uh, Disney World for our honeymoon. Maybe we could uh, uh, hook up and meet and something. I'd be happy to. I'd be thrilled. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm retired, so I'm home pretty much uh, uh, every day, and unless you know there's a convention going on, which doesn't happen that often, especially now, uh, they're just starting to come back. But uh, yes, you guys come in. Just let me know ahead of time, and uh, we'll definitely meet up. Like I said, I'm not that far away, so. I'm right uh, here. It'd be my honor. We got, we, we got 10 minutes. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you a few uh, tougher questions. I'll understand if you don't want to answer any of these. Just let me know if you don't. Uh, I will answer everything. True, How's that? Is it is it true that you have one thing in common with Vince Russo? You were once almost sued by Hulk Hogan? Um, I got a cease and desist letter from it wasn't from him but probably from one of his people yes i had and i didn't have it made but uh um one of the the people that make my uh uh, my my pictures and things you know put a graphic together of me and hulk in the background is uh the uh, wcw the bash at the beach and uh, it says the match uh you know, the dream match had never happened or something like that. And Randy Hogan versus Hulk Hogan. And I said, wow, this is great. And uh, so I, I put them on my website and just started selling them as a picture. Next thing I know, I get a note and uh, saying, you know, this has brought, been brought to our attention before and we overlooked it. But uh, I guess the pictures were selling more and more. What happened is they would buy the picture from me. And, of course, I'd autograph it. And then they'd take us to his shop and ask him to autograph it. Well, he don't like to do that because he's not making any money off it as far as the picture in that goes. So I get this long letter that basically says cease and desist. 
because I can't use anything with his image or likeness on it. So I, again, gave a nice reply. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. I apologize. I'll pull them off the market, da 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 But you know, every once in a while, something gets sent out, if you know what I mean. So um, that was the whole story. But, uh, yeah, so I, I got a... I got a letter saying that I don't mess with the other Hogan. So, well, you know, I'll tell you, True story. Uh, I I I know exactly what picture you're talking about, and uh, you know, I uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I I just think it's it's foolish that uh, he would do that. It's you know, I mean, you yes. know, the thing is, I mean, we're talking about it, you know, and I don't want to say anything bad about Hulk Hogan, other than the fact that he'll never come on our show for some odd, stupid reason, but, uh, um. You know, this is a guy that wears fifty cent uh, sunglasses and uh, still wears a do rag into court. So I mean, come on, you know, you know that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so now you've uh, you know you mentioned that uh, you know you've uh, you've been uh, retired from active wrestling and everything. Now do you um, do you um, do comic cons or anything like that, or uh, still do personal appearances or? Do you just kind of like, uh, are you more of a homebody yeah. now, especially with COVID going on? Well, uh, with COVID going on, uh, pretty much a homebody, um, you know, somebody was smart enough to bring in these uh, virtual signings and things, you know. So I've done a few of those. In fact, uh, uh, I just did one uh day before yesterday. And uh, uh, the conventions, as they come in, um most of those I go I go in when they have them. Like I said, they they've been pretty much shut down for uh, a better part of a year, and they're just picking up now. So um, I've got I don't know four or five of them lined up between now and the end of the year, and hopefully there'll be more. But yes, whenever there's a wrestling convention, there's a good chance that I'll be there. Uh, Comic cons is a new thing. Um, they usually have some wrestlers, but not a whole lot, and they go for a lot of the bigger names. Um, there's uh, one local here that's called the uh, um, Claremont uh, Comic Con, I think. It's in, uh, just outside of Orlando. Uh, they have like Billy Gunn and uh, and some other guys on it. And uh, so if they have it this year, I think I'm going to get on that because I met the guy that, uh, that runs it that. But anyways, yes, whenever there's a convention – um, you know, I'm going to be in Rome, Georgia. I'm going to be in uh, Atlantic City. I'm going to be in uh, hopefully Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'll be in Charlotte. Um, wherever they're going, that's that's where I go. So, so to answer and, your question, uh, yes, I do them. Well, you know, and uh, you know, I'll tell you what, though, and like I say, uh, you know, I have, I have. Um, I have your number when uh, I'm up, uh, up in Orlando. Uh, I would like to be able to get together with you. Uh, you absolutely, know, uh, absolutely. Introduce my fiance, and I think we can have some fun. And uh, you know, and uh, I appreciate uh, you. We ha- we have about uh, five minutes here with you, uh, and I know I-, I said thirty minutes, and I know I kept you longer than that. But uh, hey, we're, take we're as much as you want. I'm having a, I'm having a good time, man. Get all your questions out. I'm having a good time. Don't worry about it. No. With um, you know, with all the stuff that you uh, did in your career, uh, is there um, is there any 
Um, and all I'm saying, if you don't want to answer that, well, you already mentioned that. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying that. But uh, is there anybody that uh, in the backstage locker room is just like a real jackass uh, that, you know, you couldn't stand? Everybody is pretty tame back in the locker room. When you get out into the ring, um, that's when they start showing their true colors. You know, they can, and, and just the opposite, you know, the guys that are really um, jerks in the ring, um, let's take Vader, okay? It's no secret. He has been, that was my worst match ever as far as getting hurt. Um, Vader had no respect for what we were doing for him as a enhancement or a star maker or a carpenter or a jobber or whatever. You know, we're there to make him look good. And he took a lot of liberties with a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys and, and hurt them. And the thing is, he didn't really care. And um, I, there's just no place for that in the business. So that happened, and, and I think some of the big guys uh, came to the aid of uh, uh, of some of us jobbers at the time with him. Um, there was a very famous uh, altercation between him and Paul Orndorff, and that was right. part of the reason Orndorff didn't like the way that he was, uh, other things, didn't like what he was doing to the enhancement guys. And Orndorff, uh, in his flip-flops in the shower and that, uh, <laughs> beat the heck out of him. But, and um, and uh, he's also known for never washing his gear, and uh, some of his gear could stand up by itself. <laughs> that's true. That that's uh that's a true fact and, and that's uh that's that's not a rumor. That's that's how it was. So but he was by far the stiffest guy up there and, and some of it I don't think initially was his fault because you know, he came from basically from he was big in Japan. I mean he went over there and that's where he made his mark. And Japanese style wrestling is is, is very it's very tough. It's very, very uh very stiff. So he came over here with that same Japanese type uh, of an attitude, and I think so. He just didn't think uh, think twice about uh, you know being extra stiff with somebody who maybe weighed 150 pounds less than him, and uh, he just didn't care. So I mean, he broke one kid's back, literally broke his back um, early on, and he got called on out for that. And uh, you know he. Uh, he was pretty rough with me. I'm not whining or crying or nothing, and, and I never did back then either. That's the secret of working steady is you keep your mouth shut, you thank them for the match, and you go back. You uh, ruffle somebody's feathers and you talk bad or you say something or you complain, all of a sudden you disappear. Uh, you know, you're never on TV again. So, But, yeah, so, so Vader was probably the closest thing to a jerk in in the back and especially in the ring that I ever came up against. Now, uh, the, our first guest, uh, uh, what, what year, what were you, years were you in WCW? Oh gosh. I'm pretty close to guessing here. 85 ish. I think 84, 85 until, uh, 93, 94. Yeah, because our, our first guest, he was in uh, WCW from 80, uh, 89 to 91, the Frogman, uh, Ken LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I don't know him personally, but I know who you're speaking of. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was telling us that uh, his biggest uh, guy that he thought was a jerk guy was uh, um, was Lex Luger. Lex Luger loved himself in real life just like he portrayed. I guess nowadays to see him, he kind of got his dues, you know? Right. Um, he, so he, he really did, the, but, but uh, he, but he wasn't, he wasn't a jerk. He was just one of those kind of, uh, stuck on himself type of guys. You know, he never went out of his way to hurt anybody or, or talk bad about anybody. Um, as far as what I saw, but yeah, he was definitely stuck on himself all the time. He always so, uh, when he was, so when he was the narcissist, that wasn't a, much of a stretch for him. Oh yeah, that that was that was made for him. That was made for him. <laughs> I worked no, till, I don't uh, know, and, maybe three times. Yeah. And uh, you, you obviously uh, you obviously knew uh, the announcers there, Jim Ross and uh, Tony Schiavone. Yes. Uh, did you ever yes. get to work with Bischoff? Bischoff? Yeah, Eric Bischoff. Did you say it? Yeah, quite a bit. Always treated me with the respect. Always, you know, said hello, Randy. Called you by your name and everything. I have not one negative thing to say about Bischoff. Now, what went on in the front office between him and everything else, you know, that you hear and you read and everything? I don't know because we're not privy to that. Um, right. But but yeah, he was uh, he he was always very respectful, uh, very friendly, and very good to me. So I I got nothing bad to say about him. And as far as the rumors that you know he, uh, you know him and Hogan killed WCW and all this, I I don't necessarily see how that could happen. But uh, you know they they didn't like Bischoff a lot of them, and I think a lot were jealous of of Hogan and of course the guys that were over have some clout you know before Dusty Rhodes was the booker and they said the same thing Dusty was always in putting himself in the main events with flair and everything else but uh, that's a complaint they had about uh, Dusty he was uh, killing the association because he always put himself over rather than other people so I don't know uh, you know like I said what goes on in, in the boardroom we have no idea because we weren't in it uh, uh, Randy Hogan's our guest here. We got uh, we got a few minutes here left, uh, Randy. Now, uh, yeah. like I say, I, I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, we uh, they are uh, allowing us to extend our time because uh, we we got a lot of people listening right now. If you'd be willing to stick around with us for a little while longer, we'd appreciate that. Sure, man. It is midnight here right now. And I'm wide awake. I had me a cup of coffee, and I'm just sitting here with the uh, uh, with 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 my friends and my girlfriend, Granny Hulkster. And I mean, I am just tickled to death right now. So you just go ahead. <laughs> awesome. Well, and I I hope you consider me a friend too. You know. <laughs> well, absolutely. <laughs> but as soon as I heard about Granny Hulkster, you know, that was a she's a sweetheart. So. Anybody who calls uh, himself know, Granny Hulkster or looks, you know, well, I love it. But yeah, you or you're the icon. I mean, you gotta love you. Everybody loves you. Well, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna comment on that. I, everybody does, but for some reason, I get and I I don't know if you know this term, but I get X Pac heat. <laughs> yes. 
you poor thing. I don't know why, but I, I do no respect. Too, and, right, exactly. You know, and the thing is, um, one thing I, I do got to ask, um, uh, you know, um, uh, the icon made a cool collector's card for you. This is my ego talking here. Uh, what did you think of that? I absolutely loved it. In fact, I use it all the time. If anybody goes on my website, and again, I'm easy to find, okay, on Facebook. You want to see Randy Hogan stuff? Just look up Randy Hogan stuff on Facebook. It's got all my merchandise in that, and you're going to see the cards and the and the pictures and everything. But, uh, yes, I, I loved it, and that's why I asked you if I could use it. Uh, you know, and before I would do that, I would ask that because uh, – it's pretty good. Uh, oh, it's yeah, a good you can seller. use it for anything you want. Which mm-hmm. brings me to our next question. So our fans that are listening, uh, can uh, if they if they wanted to check you out, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch. What do you got? I got Facebook. I'm an old man. It's all I could do to navigate Facebook. Like I said, Randy Hogan stuff is all they got to look up. Or Randy Hogan. I've got two sites, but basically they have the same stuff on them. The uh, uh, the first site is uh, yeah, it's got a little bit more of my personal stuff on there. You're my family in that, but uh, as far as wrestling related, Randy Hogan stuff. Um, this show will be on it. Uh, you know, there's I put a there'll be a podcast. They'll put uh, uh, flyers of where I'm going to be as far as conventions and that go. It's got all my merchandise and and if I have something on sale, I'll do that and uh, and put it on. But uh, yeah, you can pretty much learn all about Randy Hogan and Randy Hogan stuff. So let me ask you this, Randy. Um, um, has uh, have you uh, that you know of um, um, seen or heard of any of your matches, uh, like on the WWE Network or show up on YouTube? There's tons of them on YouTube. Um, most Is of there those one are from that you the, like better than uh, the rest? You know, it's hard to look at that objectively because I was in it, you know. Um, the most brutal one was when uh, I think uh, probably when Vader um, took advantage. Um, one of the funniest ones I had was when Wrestling Sting, that's on YouTube. I was I was the heel, you know. I dropped his neck across the ropes, and of course he didn't sell it. And I scooted out of the ring, and he's chasing me. Uh, I think there's one of me and the junkyard dog, and he's swinging that big chain around and everything else. And I go running. And I was a heel there. He was fun to work to. But uh, yeah, there's oh, there's I, the Road Warriors, Abdul the Butcher, uh, Larry Zabisco, the Midnight Express. There's so many of them on YouTube. If you just look up. Randy Hogan, um, they come up. Now, uh, now, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Larry Zabisco. Now, he, I, I've heard that he, he was always uh, a prankster and a jokester. Is that true? I, um, I didn't. I know Larry personally. Um, as far as what he did, any ribs or whatever in the locker room, I really didn't see any because it's kind of a a different atmosphere. It's not that relaxed, you know, especially when, when I was there most of the time doing TV or whatever. But uh, he's a, he was a character. I mean, he's quick-witted, you know, when he did some commentary for a while there. Um, 
he was great. He is just like that in real life. He's a chain smoker um, and loves to play poker. That's his whole life. So, well, let me and again, he lives right here. He doesn't live far from here. Is, is that is that a guy you never want to play poker against? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and you now, you, you can't of, match wits in him. Uh, speaking of ribs, now um, we have uh, Randy Hogan as our guest here. Uh, we're um, we're not going to keep you too much longer. Uh, they're giving us uh, they're giving us to a quarter after. And like I say, it's uh, I know we're keeping mm-hmm. you longer than we thought, but. Uh, the ratings are going okay, through the roof Scott. with you on right now. Um, uh, so let me ask you this. Did anybody play any ribs on you that uh, you that you could tell us about? The only one, and it really wasn't a rib. It was more of a swerve, was when, when you get to the <laughs> arena, TV stuff, they come out with a sheet um, from up in the office, and it's got, you know, what match you are, who you're working and that kind of thing. A little schedule of what's going on with the taping. And I was there with, uh, I was supposed to, I believe it was the Midnight Express. I was supposed to work. And uh, and uh, BG James or Brian James, uh, uh, Road Dog, whatever you wanted to call him. At the time, he was, uh, he was just doing uh, enhancement work like I was. But he had a little more pull. And he was supposed to work Vader that day um, so we're all laughing and joking on that he comes down from upstairs with a sheet in his hand laughing so what are you laughing about <laughs> they put me against Vader and put him back in my as we called it a night off against Midnight Express so he kind of went and kind of swerved it and, and I guess they knew that they were going to do that but they didn't want to tell me because they would have figured that I might get scared and leave because some guys did when they were booked against Vader, they left, they wouldn't work them. So, so that was kind of a, kind of a swerve that, uh, the road dog pulled on me. And in fact, we still laugh about it. If we run across each other every once in a while, um, it it was uh, funny at the time you had to be there. One of those kind of moments. So now, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, when you when he was uh you know just uh uh breaking in as when you uh i don't know if you ever watched him when he was the roadie at you know jeff Jarrett's manager and then you know yes. he became uh, he became uh real big when he was doing the tag team champions of the world you know yep. did you uh did you when when you were uh with him did you uh think that he would go as far as he did in business no i did not I knew he would go far because of the the lineage and the connections. You know, the whole family's in there. You know, Brad was probably the best in the family. And, of course, Bullet Barb Armstrong, his dad, and, you know, Scott wrestled for a while and, and referees and still does. So the whole Armstrong family um, was so connected in the business that I knew he would go somewhere. It's just like Barry Windham connected in the business. And, and so many of these second and third generation guys, uh, uh, they they get a shot and some of them make it and some of them like, uh, uh, you know, they, they just don't make it. But uh, it opens a lot of doors when you've got uh, a family 
history, especially when the family is in good graces and were stars of their own. You know, uh, Dustin Runnels turned into a, a, a good wrestler um, outside of the Goldust character. Uh, right. Cody, I, I, I'm not a fan of Cody's, never was, never will be, I don't think. Um, to me, Cody has always been a, an upper mid-carter at best. But again, yeah, now with connections now and everything else, he put himself in a position. He put himself in a position like his dad did with uh, uh, with with a Jim Crockett. You know, he's he's on a booking committee and everything else, and he puts himself over. So, yeah, the or as you know, the the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You know, the most second recognizable athlete next to Muhammad Ali. You know, I'm sure. You know, I I, I really can't do that pounds. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, the thing is, you know, like, yeah, you know, you mentioned Barry Windham. Uh, you know, of course, his brother was uh, uh, he he was IRS in the WWE. Kendall, and of course, yeah, and that's uh, you know, did you ever meet uh, um, Bray Wyatt or uh, Bo Dallas when they were kids? No, no, they were never. I never saw them around the arenas or anything as kids. The only kid young one that I really met that went somewhere was uh, The Rock. Really? He's the only one. Yeah, and that's because we used to work uh, in a little town down here. It was at an auction house. And it was uh, independent stuff. And uh, Rocky Johnson lived right here. And he was on the show, well, once a month all the time. And uh, he used to drive a beer truck down here. Rocky did. And... uh, and The Rock was just starting at uh, University of Miami, and he'd come with his dad, and we'd just sit in the locker room and talk. And he did one, you know, wasn't really interested in doing anything with uh, with wrestling or nothing at the time. He just sat in the locker room with his dad, and we just all talked and joked around, and that was it. So, and then no, again, ever... because of his dad's connections, I'm sure you know got him started, and then now everybody wants to be him. Well, did you did you did he ever talk about when he was a kid? Did he ever talk about say I'm going to be like you someday, or I'm going to be in the business? Did he ever talk about that? No, no, he he gave no indication whatsoever that he wanted to be a wrestler. Now he was probably maybe eighteen at the time, eighteen, nineteen, you know. So he was a he was a large teenager, but his whole life was about football. He loved it and. Uh, he had some injuries and he just didn't get to where he wanted to get. And then, uh, he decided that, uh, he was going to start wrestling. And of course his dad showed him quite a bit. And then Pat Patterson took over and really, uh, he's the one that uh, really got Rocky started. That's, uh, that's awesome. You know, you know, you know, I'm enjoying watching the show, you know? Yeah. I'm enjoying watching the rock show, you know, to see every once in a while you'll see uh, uh, something that will, will trigger a memory that I have, either Rocky or him or an interaction or something. That's the, what you see is is uh, a pretty realistic story. It's a good show if you haven't watched it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm uh, the, the show you're referring to is The, the Young Rock. 
Uh, and yeah. we got about uh, three minutes here. They're giving us a wrap up, but yeah, the thing is, I'm recording them all on uh, on my DVR, and now I'm going to watch them all one by one. Uh, you know, just in a succession. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I've been. You know, with with DVRs nowadays, I'll admit I do that. It's like I'll record the whole series and I'll just watch it, so I don't have to wait for a week to find out what's going on. Binging, man, I love it. Actually, right now, the guy that plays the Iron Sheik, the actor, right. Um, he's actually going to start doing conventions, and they're putting one together right now in Atlantic City that a vendor is bringing. He's going to bring him and I together, and we're going to kind of do the the old Hogan Iron Sheik type thing, uh, you know, signing autographs and and doing some uh, some photo ops and stuff. So that's going to be fun. That's awesome. And uh, real quick here, uh, you know, and I, I do want to thank you. I did get all the autographs you sent. I do appreciate that. As a matter of fact, uh, the one uh, the one that we were talking about earlier, uh, you know which one I'm referring to, is yes, I do. Uh, up on my wall on my uh, man cave wall of <laughs> fame. And uh, it ain't going to go anywhere. Um, I'll just let you know that. I appreciate that. Um, well, that is definitely I, a limited uh, edition. <laughs> Right, and I, I'm glad that I uh, I'm glad that you were able to send it to me. I appreciate that. But uh, anyway, uh, they are uh, they are sending us off here. But I'll tell you what, we I, I appreciate it. And like I say, I, I had you on. I told you I was going to have you on for 30 minutes. I had you on for an hour. Uh, That's I okay, Scott. I, so I enjoyed every there. minute of it. Any minute, and, and uh, hopefully I'd be happy to come back anytime. Awesome. Thank you, and have a great night. We appreciate it. Great, Scott. Have Thank you. Granny, I'm going to see you one night, baby. Okay. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right. So, everybody, uh, take a look. Uh, uh, check out our Facebook page to see who's on next week. Uh, we usually update that on Friday night, Saturday morning, so you'll know who's coming on next week. <clears throat> and uh, I just found out that uh, our shirts are getting designed right now. So hopefully we'll have a link up on our web, uh, our page on Facebook, Off the Ropes. Uh, until then, we will see you all next week. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you all so much again. I appreciate it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.